Hello, and welcome back to the AgTech So What podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Nolette, and founder of AgThentic, where we work to bridge the gaps between agriculture and technology. This week, we have something new for you, or something that we've tried in the past and wanted to bring back, which is a live recording from the Sydney AgTech Meetup. The Sydney AgTech Meetup is something we do about every six to eight weeks, thanks to our sponsor, SproutX. This week's guest was Angus Street, CEO of Auctions Plus, an online livestock sale yard. Angus took the reins of Auctions Plus about the middle of last year and shares his story of what that was like and where Auctions Plus and companies like Auctions Plus with a strong online digital presence are looking to do in the future. The episode is short and sweet. I don't record here any of the intro of the meetup and I don't record the Q&A because both are, were a bit hard to hear, but Angus and I still cover a good amount of ground and I hope you enjoy it. Here's Angus. So Angus Strait, um, CEO of Auctions Plus. Um, I have had a bit of an eclectic background. Um, I started as a journalist. Um, or actually, prior to that, I actually got kicked out of ag science at Sydney University. Um, so, um, so I did two years there and failed. Can we just stop there? Why did you get kicked out? <laughs> uh, multiple of reasons, but um, obviously science and uh, I loved agriculture. I wanted to, I finished school and um, I wanted to be in the ag sector um, and uh, I wasn't overly, I guess, academic during my uh, secondary years and um, and ag science was the, the natural path for me uh, into Sydney University. I probably jumped into it thinking, oh, yeah, this will be all ag production, you know, a bit of technology. It's nothing like it. And so I think the first two years were um, chemistry 1001, you know, biology 1002, and me and science just like this. So... Um, I moved on to bigger and better things and did a, a business degree, um, went, was a journalist for a couple of years, uh, then started working for MLA for about three years. Um, and uh, from MLA, um, I followed my heart and my love, who's now my wife, down to Melbourne. Um, and uh, I got a job in, a, um, in an ag um, marketing agency called Red Handed at the time um, and so I worked with Jim Gall down there uh, for about 12 to 18 months. Uh, from there I kind of I wanted to try the agency space and I had kind of done that and I wasn't having the impact that I genuinely wanted to have and uh, an opportunity came up at Horticulture Innovation Australia um, which was looking after their vegetable portfolio which was their largest R&D portfolio out of all of the um, uh, port sectors. Uh, from there, I, there was an opportunity. They, they opened up um, kind of like the, the MDC for, for horticulture, that the MDC is the donor company. They had a donor company equivalent at HIA and I was one of the founding or one of the beginning start uh, fund managers and I looked after an Asian markets fund um, and my job was effectively to go and procure or source um, foreign investment in particular across Asia um, back into Australia and to open up those those channels of, of supply and demand. Uh, during that time I spent 12 months in uh, in China, living in China um, and then I came back and I met Sarah about that same time 
and I'd actually uh, had a crack at my first um, business and that was an e-commerce platform um, that connected Australian health food businesses uh, directly to um, Chinese consumers. So it was a cross-border e-commerce platform effectively. Um, and I'm happy to say that it didn't go as planned, but we exited it about a, 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 um, a month ago. So it was, which is good, not for what I wanted, but we exited and then um, obviously ended up at Auction Spots. Yeah, cool. So just for those who don't <coughs> know, how many of you are would say you know how what Auctions Plus is and how it works? you right so give us the auctions plus 101 yeah, yeah if i met somebody on the on the on the um on the tube uh, or on the train it'd be like we're ebay for cattle and sheep so walk us through a typical use case if you're a farmer you do what on auctions plus yeah so um if you're a farmer um you've tr you've you've got the option to sell um through the sale yards um uh direct to a processor or a feedlotter or you've got the option now to sell online and um, those stock are um, assessed by, by nine, uh, there's 900 accredited assessors, effectively valuers, similar to property valuers, that go out and value your livestock. Um, they collect a range of data, um, probably about 150 data points on individual animals. Um, that data is uploaded onto our system and those lots are purchased by a buyer anywhere in Australia, sight unseen. So the average transaction is like anywhere between 150 dollars and $250,000 each click of the button. So um, people are selling a thousand sheep, um, you know, thousand bucks a pop or 800 bucks a pop. So they're big transactions, sight unseen. Yeah, it's pretty cool and, and a big kind of transformation in the industry. Like there's still a number of things in ag that aren't let alone sold online, you know, it's sold in person and you got to kick the tires and you got to go see it. So I know you weren't involved in the company when it started, but how, like, talk a little bit about the shift for farmers and from an auctions plus strategy perspective in getting farmers to transact online. Like how did that kind of go? Yeah. <laughs> like the history or the last uh, five years? Last five years. <laughs> last five years. Okay, cool. Um, so um, the business has gone through a, a number of transitions, but Predominantly in the last five years, it, what we call internally is, is very much been, and probably the market does, it's startup phase. Um, so exponential growth um, uh, in a particular, uh, in, in the store cattle and sheep market. And to be honest with you, the, the tipping point for people to, to trial it was there was a good season um, and the value proposition met the market conditions at that point in time. Uh, and that value proposition was really driven around um, not necessarily productivity, but profitability. If you see in the marketplace, there was a bit of a shift from people now really analyzing their margins. Uh, and obviously the online solution um, is a cheaper way to sell, but also gives you that maximum exposure to potentially capture that maximum value. So therefore your margin is more likely to get one of the things that startups in all markets, but especially in ag, struggle with is in marketplaces is which side do I start with? Like, do I get the buyers on first or do I get the sellers on first? Now you have both, which is great. But how did you start? Which one did you think about getting? And you may or may not have been involved in this decision, yeah. but, but which one did you kind of? It's a, it's, it's a very, um, it's an easy one. It, it's a chicken egg, um, I guess, problem. Um, for us, um, 
it's about supply side. Um, and the reason that we have to create value on the supply side is because the supply side is the side that we're charging the transaction fee. So we have to maximize value for the transaction fee side um, and show them, uh, which in, in some instances, oh, well, you've got to have a volume of buyers, but with the volume of supply, buyers will come. Um, so we focused heavily on, on supply side uh, for about three years. And then I would say the last two has definitely been a shift back to the buy side and, and ensuring that we are vetting, we're getting, um, I guess, active buyers, the right buyers, volume buyers, um, not just any any old job bloke. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your kind of target customer? And, and we were actually just chatting about this before the kind of um, early adopters in ag and in other industries and then like a kind of chasm and the middle majority. And so are you guys, would you say you're still in a kind of early adopter phase, even though you've been around what, 30 years now? Um, or are you, have you kind of well moved into that middle majority and you know, like what's the kind of journey like there? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And I think we're we're right in that transition. So in the, in the chasm? In the, the chasm, bottom. yeah. Not at the bottom. <laughs> uh, before, we're about to, uh, we're leaping over as we speak. Um, I think um, in, the, in our, I guess, the store stock, store, cattle, store livestock uh, category, we, you know, we've penetrated that category, um, you know, and we're doing, you know, I wouldn't say we've, we've hit um, complete market share there, but, but we're doing, I guess, some fantastic stuff. What the opportunity now for us is to penetrate into other livestock sector, sorry, into other categories within the livestock sector. And so... Um, what would an example of that be? Oh, so prime stock, um, so uh, fat lambs, um, it would be um, your odds and eds, it would be stud stock, um, it could be dairy, uh, it could be feeder cattle. Um, and so... We've busted it up, you know, the, the commercial livestock sector is made up a bunch of different categories. We're very strong in a couple of them. Um, but for us, back to your question, target customer, um, everybody would assume, and, and I get asked a lot, well, it's it's age. Generation is, is driving the uptake of, of auctions plus. When in actual fact, our average user is actually between the age of 45 and 50. Uh, on the website. So um, I wouldn't say that it's the younger generation or the uh, coming back to the farm. What it is, is the farmers right now, or probably the last five years has been those, those farmers who are looking to do something different, are looking to differentiate and to are looking to get, to capture maximum value out of whatever they're selling. Uh, and so we look at it, a farmer has invested, toiled, energy, money, blood, sweat and tears into growing this produce or this item um, to throw it onto the open market um, with absolutely no control and get slammed by market forces um, that are out, out of their control is really heart-wrenching. And so it's really about how do we shift the dial from um, sellers being price takers 
to price makers. Mm. And, and that's obviously more than just a role for a marketplace, right? Like there's so much there that would require that shift to happen. And um, it's one of the things I wanted to kind of focus on. And I imagine people have questions on is, you know, you guys have been around a long time. You've gotten a bit of scale, momentum, you know, some good numbers and track record on the board, elders behind you. What do you see as your kind of role or ability to work with other startup ag tech players and, and whether it's to help add value to the growers or otherwise in the marketplace, how do you kind of see that strategy evolving? Yeah, I'm a big believer of, um, you know, the power of many. Uh, and I think uh, Auctions Plus five years ago uh, when our, my former CEO, um, Anna Spear, was in the role, it was just about getting momentum uh, and it was just about rolling that train forward and, and, and polishing it up so that it was, it was, a, it, it started to just travel. So now that the train is moving and moving quite quickly, it's about how can we bring farmers, other ag tech businesses, um, industry, um, government, non-for-profits, um, services, tools, information, knowledge along for the ride. Um, and so definitely the future of Auctions Plus is not just at that transaction. It is the ecosystem of tools and services that surround that, that transaction. Mm. And what's your vision or I guess at the next level of detail down for your role? Do you see it as like a technical, like you'll create the technical infrastructure to enable that? Is it the, um, the kind of top of the funnel marketing? Like you have farmer eyeballs and you can talk more about this stuff. Is it like another kind of intervention? How do you actually see you guys enabling that vision? Yeah, it's a really good point. I think um, on a technical side, I wouldn't say that um, we are going to necessarily be the enablers of that because we have a core business, which is a marketplace. It's a transactional platform. And so there are experts out there that are building ag tech innovations that are specialists in their fields and have a, I guess, a dedicated vision for their business. What I see our role is a channel to market for those ag tech companies um, and a way to, I guess, leverage the success of Auctions Plus, the eyeballs, um, the traffic, the website traffic, our, our connections. Um, so we're owned by Elders Landmark and Rural Co. And um, and it's you know as agents, these are the these are the men and women who are driving up the driveways every day of the week. So as a distribution channel for technology, um, it's kind of uh, for us, it's it's a no-brainer. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Are you getting, so I, I mean, in working with the startup space, uh, there's a, a real push to get into different channels, right? And to work with these different players. And the kind of common strategy is let's go in through the innovation department or kind of go in through the front door. Have you gotten startups coming to you and saying, let's go in through auctions plus to yeah. try to get distribution and yeah. yeah, definitely. 100%. I mean, I think, um, the, uh, the, Fairfax newspapers did some analysis of the top 10 websites that are visited in uh, by rural and regional people in New South Wales and Queensland. Apart from the Bureau of Meteorology, Elders Weather uh, and the Weather Zone app and the news sites, we're the only other website in that top 10. And we actually sit fifth and seventh in terms of website visits. So, <laughs> which is, so for us, we're, and I think when I got the role as CEO, it was a, you, you feel so fortunate to be in this. I feel so fortunate to be in this position because the organization is looked at by 
a huge array of, of customers, of other businesses, of government, of, of industry. So to be able to play a role to enable and be that channel so they can leverage us. Mm. Um, and selfishly and commercially, we grow them, it also grows us. Yeah, sure. So yeah. um, it's the, you know, it's that, um, that ecosystem model that a number of um, marketplaces are looking to adopt. Yeah. One of the interesting challenges for startups in working with bigger companies is the kind of cultural fit and that you're going to get like death by the slow maybe and you're never going to kind of get in the door and, you know, it's just really hard to kind of have that cultural fit to really get things done. Do you, and you mentioned kind of startup culture before, so tell me a little bit about the culture at Auctions Plus and do you see that as like a way that you could work with startups kind of more easily or more quickly than some of the big companies? Yeah, definitely. We're um, a super young team and what there's, there's obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's some pain points that come with that, but overarchingly what comes with it is just an enthusiasm, a passion and an absolute dedication um, from that generation of, of, of individuals. And you harness that and magical things can happen. Um, and like we've seen it um, and, and it's something that Anna Spear, our former CEO, has kind of uh, has looked at and has kind of driven or, or kicked off and I'm just kind of now the custodian of that and saying, well, yes, we might have gone past our startup phase um, and we've got to report a little bit more and get a little bit more structure, but no way in hell are we going to be corporatized. Mm. No, we're still going to give ourselves the flexibility in our strategy to pivot, to be opportunistic, to have big, bold ideas, uh, to chase the dream, to run up uh, rivers that, you know, that are dead ends. Mm. Um, and one of the big <laughs> things that we kind of talk about internally is, and, and it's talked about globally, but is, um, you know, fear of failure. I talk about pie on your face. Uh, and I encourage all the guys, um, it's okay to get pie on your face. Um, how our business, how our performance plans are actually structured is not necessarily KPIs. It is around <laughs> intent. So the positive intent and the desire, that like the unwavering desire to achieve something. So if you're moving forward and you've got that intent to achieve the desired outcome, that is what, mm. from a very detailed performance. Do you, would you say your team is young? Like that's really young. Is it because the tech talent that you have been able to find is that age or is it that like that's the kind of culture you've created or like I guess it's um, even some of the other ag tech startups that we've probably all seen and worked with, I would say haven't been that young and have much smaller teams than you do. So, and I'm curious about sort of why, and also does that cause any kind of um, issues given that some of the average age of the farmers they'd be working with are quite a bit older um, just from a customer empathy understanding perspective, are there any kind of challenges there? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And it probably we get away with it because um, uh, obviously I bust the team up into, I bust the business up into two kind of teams. You've got our developers, which are um, a com completely diverse bunch of men and women, um, very multi multicultural. And um, we've got Ken who leads it and he's been with the business for 22 years. Um, and so he knows the system inside and out. He's rebuilt it 
three times and he's about to rebuild it again. So um, he's in our tech team. And then you've just got a huge array of, I guess, developers um, that are, yes, a little bit older, um, but, you know, I wouldn't say, like, they would be the older generation right. team. Then you come to our sales and our, our, our farmer and assessor success teams, our operations teams, and these are the guys that are on the front line, um, that are on the phones day in, day out. And we, we have probably a third of them don't have an ag background, but they have a passion for agriculture. Uh, they studied ag science and passed they studied ag echoes and, and past. Um, it's tough to do out here. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so they, um, they've just got that innate passion for the ag sector. Um, and then the rest are, are, younger, um, are younger guys and girls who have come off a farm. And so they have that ability to just have a conversation, like they're having a conversation to their dad or their grandfather and, or their, their neighbour, effectively. And um, the ag sector is tiny uh and you really get to know it when you're speaking to these when these these graduates and you know um first and second year kind of uh guys in the business they're like oh g'day bob it's it's anna holcomb here or it's you know it's Angus street here and they go oh you know my second and third cousin and it's just like everybody knows everybody's six degrees of separation so um it's very important that we have, that those guys have that empathy mm. and that understanding. Mm. Uh, and in actual fact, sometimes they can be too empathetic and it, and it holds back innovation and change. What do you mean by that? Like, what's an example? Oh, it's, you know, um, a lot of the guys' um, families are, are struggling with drought. A couple of guys have obviously, um, one of the guys in particular has been impacted by the floods and so they've got family who are still on the ground uh, and are feeling the impacts of ag life day in, day out. And so when we're saying, let's be bold, let's be brave, let's come up with this innovation, they're kind of going, ooh. Pump the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes. And so it creates a, um, a what I like to call a healthy friction, you know, because it's like, well, it's about putting it in front of them and then coaching and empowering and and. and um, educating them mm. uh, and holding their hand mm. all the way through. Yeah, interesting. You, one probably area that we haven't touched on that I want to, and then I'll open it up to the audience, is um, given that you are owned by a bunch of companies that are agents, mm -hmm. and yet there's, I, I think I told you this, like I get a call a month with the startup saying like, we're out to disrupt the livestock agents and we want to take back that 5% and help producers and like we need something, some marketplace or, or disruption yeah. there. Do you like, what, what do you see the role of Auctions Plus being in that space given who owns you and given your ambition to work with startups and enable startups and add value to growers? Like what's the plan? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll lift up a level and then dive into that. Um, and I think it really does come from our, our owners and um, the, the board directors that sit on the board um, are directors on the board. They're not the shareholders. and you, So they are the shareholders, but when they step into a boardroom and give a strategic direction, they're wearing their director's hat. And so, which is fantastic. So I have a conversation with these guys once a quarter. You know, what is the model to, to evolve? What is the model to disrupt? Um, and from their perspective, how, how I see it, and, and they obviously haven't openly said it, but they know that the agency model is going to evolve um, and so 
that evolution might be from one extreme completely cut out to being more of a consultant through to a broker, um, the financial or the pricing structure for all those services might change. Um, there is an evolution that is going to occur in livestock agency, traditional stock and station agent, uh, agency game. They can either be corporates, be a part of the cannibalization or, you know, or wait for somebody to pop up and cannibalize them. And so um, the business and hand on heart, and I say this to all of the, when I'm at an agency forum, um, so is that if I put to the board, here is the business case, the proof, the analysis, the technology, the data that justifies cutting out that assessor or the, that agency fee, the board would say, go ahead. So, which is an, an, ama an amazing feeling to be supported by businesses that are, could potentially be cannibalized by. Yeah. So, yeah. What a cool position. Well, I might leave it there for my question. Thank you for joining us on another episode of AgTech So What. You can stay up to date with the latest episodes and news at agtechsowhat.com. And as always, if you have any feedback or other guests to recommend, we'd love to hear from you. Just hop on the website and leave us a comment or send us a message. Finally, if you like what you're hearing, and we hope you do, please share the podcast with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time.